When people give you money, they are entitled to an opinion. And also you have some sort of an obligation to them to let them know how things are doing. So this adds an additional layer of responsibility on you as a business owner, because not only do you have to focus on the growth of your business, now you also have to focus on catering to those people who gave you money. You probably will have some sort of a board that you're going to have to report to, letting them know how things are going. From a logistics perspective, you will need to set aside time for those board meetings, time to create those PowerPoint decks to give them reports, things of that nature. So before you go out and raise as much money as possible, think about everything we just discussed. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 150 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, I'm offering a different perspective to some of the popular business advice we often see on beautiful Instagram graphics. While on the surface, this advice may seem harmless, if not inspirational, I'm breaking down how this advice can actually be harmful to the growth of your business when you're first getting started. Before we hear the rest of this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This will help to spread the word about our show so amazing stories we share can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script as we talk about nine of the worst pieces of Instagram business advice I've come across. Have you ever come across one of those beautiful Instagram graphics? They either have inspirational quotes or offer business advice. Now, if you're a new business owner, you have probably come across these as you're looking for inspirational accounts to follow or business gurus to follow. Well, I wanted to let you know that sometimes you can't take that business advice at face value because there's probably so much that goes underneath doing the things that they are mentioning on those quote graphics. So today I'm sharing some of the worst business advice I have come across online that could probably steer you in the wrong direction if you're a new business owner. So if you're interested in hearing what advice I think is some of the worst advice you can follow as a new business owner, let's dive into it. Now, the first piece of advice is to start where you are. I agree with the spirit behind that piece of advice because people are trying to encourage you to get started and not to get stalled by your need to have everything be perfect before you bring a product or service to market. I totally get it. However, I do see that people take this as a license to start sloppily or to start with subpar products and subpar services. And in the long run, that could really hurt you because if the first thing you come to market with is something that either does not work or something that leaves a bad taste in people's mouths, it's really difficult to get that trust back. So instead of starting with something that is extremely big picture, I would encourage you to start small and try to get it as good as possible. It doesn't have to be the final product that you hope to bring to market. It can be just a small portion of it that works well so that people get a taste of what it is that you are able to do. And as you get their feedback, you can tweak it and you can build it out. 
In fact, there are some industries that have a minimum level of quality that they require for the products and services that come out. If you're a financial advisor, for example, you will probably need some sort of a certification that is just the industry standard for you to enter that market. If you have a food product, there are certain licenses that you have to get, certain training that you will need to get, certifications from safety and health boards to make sure that your food is up to par. So in those industries, especially in those industries, you cannot come out and start where you are. You need to make sure that you've worked up to that industry standard level of quality before you even enter the market. So while I encourage you not to be stalled by perfectionism, I wanna make sure that you come out with something that you would be proud to put your name against. Don't be sloppy just because you're trying to start wherever you are. The next piece of advice I hear often is telling people to follow their passion and they will never work a day in their lives. Yes, absolutely. I don't want you to start a business around something that you have no interest in or around something that you're not passionate about because there are times when that passion is the only thing that's going to carry you through. However, starting a business solely based on passion isn't enough because it's not about you. It's about the end consumer. Are there other people that are equally passionate about something passionate enough about your product or service to pay for it. I like to tell people that you need to start businesses that are at the intersection of three things. Yes, passion being one of them, the other one being your expertise. Is it something that you are skilled enough at to deliver flawlessly? And finally, is it something that solves a problem for someone who's willing to pay for your solution, right? So if you have a business idea that's at the intersection of those three things, then absolutely follow your passion, but don't build a business solely based on passion. Bad advice number three is that you don't need to be the face of your business. I know this is a conversation I often have with new business owners because they don't want to show their faces. They don't want to be the face of their business. I absolutely understand where you're coming from. A lot of people are not extroverts and they don't want to have to be the spokespeople for their businesses. They don't want to be out there chatting people up about what it is that they do. I get it. However, if you don't feel comfortable being the face of your business, there needs to be a face of the business. So we're probably all familiar with flow from Progressive. The owner of Progressive isn't the person we see on commercials or online talking about the merits of Progressive. It's flow. Of course, Progressive has the money to hire actors. You as a new business owner may not. So here are a couple alternatives I would encourage you to consider if you're not as comfortable being the face of your business. One, if you have a product or a service that people have already tried, I would encourage you to get some sort of a review from them, a verifiable review that people coming across your product or service for the first time can see the face of an everyday person and their review and know that someone else out there trusted this brand enough to purchase from them. Therefore, after reading a few reviews, I'm confident enough to purchase from them. 
This is called user-generated content. So for example, if your business who sells sunglasses or shoes and customers tag you as they are wearing these things, you can then repurpose that content and put that on your Instagram feed, put that on your website. So when new people come across you, they see the faces of other people who are wearing and using your products. And that gives them some sense of comfort when they are thinking about purchasing from you. In the online space, you as a business owner need to build what we like to call the know, like, and trust factor. People need to feel like they know you, they like you, and they trust you. And oftentimes they are able to get to that level of comfort when they have a story they can latch onto, when they have a face they can latch onto. So in the absence of you specifically being the face of your brand and the spokesperson of your brand, you need to find ways to use other people as vehicles to share your story, to share the value of your brand, and also to let people associate some sort of face with the product or service that you are selling. So think through it. No, you don't necessarily need to be the face of your brand. However, there needs to be a face of your brand. Bad advice number four is that you need to raise as much money as possible right away. And this goes hand in hand with the misconception that you need a lot of money to launch a business. In fact, our episode 144 guest Janice Omodeki said it best when she said that she did not raise venture capital until years down the road because her company went through so many iterations. The version of the product that she started with is night and day from where she is now. So imagine if she had gone and raised money and poured millions of dollars into that version one of her business. Honestly, that would have been a waste because she was able to bootstrap and get her company to a point where the outside capital that she raised was just gasoline on a fire that was already burning strong. The other thing people don't realize is that depending on the kind of capital you raise, you are introducing more cooks into the kitchen of your business, so to speak. When people give you money, they are entitled to an opinion and also you have some sort of an obligation to them to let them know how things are doing. So this adds an additional layer of responsibility on you as a business owner because not only do you have to focus on the growth of your business, now you also have to focus on catering to those people who gave you money. You probably will have some sort of a board that you're gonna have to report to, letting them know how things are going. From a logistics perspective, you will need to set aside time for those board meetings, time to create those PowerPoint decks to give them reports, things of that nature. So before you go out and raise as much money as possible, think about everything we just discussed. You may not need that money right away because you're still trying to figure out what your business needs to look like. You're still going through some trial and error and that money that you could potentially raise later could be better spent on a later version of your business. The fifth piece of bad advice I've come across is that you need to be a part of team hashtag no sleep and grind and hustle at all hours of the day if you want a successful business. Now, I understand what people are saying. You can't start a business and not work hard at it. However, 
that mentality is what leads to burnout. That mentality is what leads to you making mistakes or losing friends and family because you are 100% focused on working and you aren't getting enough sleep. Your mental health isn't being made a priority. Now, as a small business owner, as a new business owner, you are one of the biggest assets of your business. So if you aren't your best self, if you aren't taking care of yourself physically and mentally, you aren't going to be able to bring your A-game to building your business. There also needs to be just as much focus on taking care of yourself as that business owner so you don't end up taking it out on your customers, taking it out on your employees, because that is a recipe for burnout and a recipe for disaster. So yes, be a hard worker, but no, don't buy into hustle culture or don't become a member of Team No Sleep. Bad advice number six is to either copy your competition or follow the market. Now, I understand the temptation to just jump into the market and copy things that are already working. Sure, there's money to be made, but you're probably not gonna be able to separate yourself from the pack because you are just doing what everyone else is doing. Don't take the lazy route by entering the market by doing exactly what someone else is doing because you figure you can just steal a part of the market share from them. Take the time to think through what makes you unique. Find a unique perspective or a unique approach to solving an existing problem. If you're entering an already saturated market, meaning that there are already a lot of players doing the exact same thing, you are probably coming into a market at the tail end where there probably isn't a lot of money to be made doing the exact same thing. So if you're looking to build a business that has a long lifespan, you will need to be innovative about the way you approach things. Think through how you're coming into the market and don't take that conventional advice that's out there about doing something extremely similar or the exact same as the existing competitors. Bad piece of advice number seven is to work for free. This is most relevant to you service-based business owners out there. You've probably heard the narrative that you should work for free just to get yourself out there. And I understand that sure, this is a great way to get your services out there and to get your name out there. However, I found that people who value you enough to pay for your products and services are probably gonna be the best at spreading the word about the service that they got from you. So value yourself enough to set a fair market rate and go after people who are willing to pay for your service. This is also a great way to figure out whether or not your pricing works. If you're working for free or you're heavily discounting your services, you won't know whether or not the price that you have set is in fact aligning with how much people are willing to pay for the solution or the service or the product that you're offering. So don't cut yourself off at the knees by working for free or offering free products in the beginning because you're setting yourself back when it comes to discovering whether or not your business is working. Bad piece of advice number eight is that you could do it all by yourself. You don't need to hire anyone. All you have to do is take a few courses, watch a few YouTube videos, and you're good to go. Not everyone is going to be able to hire other people 
right out of the gate. However, nobody's going to be 100% expert level at every single thing that's required to launch a business. Nobody's going to be both a graphic designer and a website designer and a CFO. You can't do it all by yourself. So I understand the need to save money. You will need to be honest with yourself about the things that you are good at doing versus the things that you will need to stay up late at night trying to figure out how to do only to implement something that is not that good looking. So be honest with yourself and hire out, pay people to do the things that you really should not be doing by yourself. Now, there are sites like Fiverr that allow you to hire people in different parts of the world that offer lower rates than you would find in your home country. For them, it's an amazing rate. For you, it's something that's a little bit more affordable as you are launching your business. All right, so now the final piece of bad advice I have heard online is to never give up. I can just see it on the rah-rah Instagram quote graphics that we all see. And once again, I am all for the spirit of working hard, being persistent, being consistent with what it is that you are working on. However, there's a difference between spending a month working on something before you throw in the towel versus doing the exact same thing for a year, two years, three years, not seeing great results and then continuing to do the same thing. At a certain point, it's important that you look at your data, you look at how things are going and change tactics, right? So rather than thinking of it as giving up, think of it as learning from your mistakes and pivoting. I believe they say the definition of insanity is doing the exact same thing and expecting a different outcome. So instead of continuing to do the same thing and doing it in the name of not giving up, it's important that you look at the feedback that you're getting that's not so good or looking at the not so great revenue that you're bringing in and thinking about why is this happening? What can I tweak? What can I change in order to make sure that my business continues to grow? So yes, don't give up, but keep moving in different directions as you need to. Don't keep doing the exact same thing over and over and over again, expecting to see a different outcome. There are certain things that are worth stopping in order to do other things that are going to bear more fruit for your business. All right, there you have it. I hope whenever you come across similar advice online, you start to think through it and take it with a grain of salt because you probably can't implement it at face value. We release new episodes every Thursday. So we'll see you right back here for our next one. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find Find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Off Script, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Off Script.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode. Bye.